this is your plus size vixen and this is the last podcast of the year i really i mean i'm not in shock because as we can see the time is winding down faster than we expected christmas have came so i hope everyone enjoyed their holiday but 2020 is near and i guess the beautiful thing about this is is that usually this is around the time where everybody starts talking about new year new me or their goals or their resolutions or what they want to do or what they want to focus on or how they cutting off these people and they want to do this you know just do all these changes because a new year is coming but this is how i look at the situation if a new year is coming or not I feel like anything you do in your life or any changes you decide to implement in your life, it shouldn't be just because a new year is coming. Because technically a new week is coming, a new month is coming. So we shouldn't just wait for a whole 12 months to pass by to be like, hey, now I'm going to make these changes. Because then I say to myself, well, then how realistic is it? How long will these changes last? Because if we had to wait 12 months to decide to do something different... What, we're going to have to wait another 12 months to do something different again? I mean, I definitely don't want to take away from people wanting to reach goals. And if you consider a new year a reason for doing it, I guess it's great in a way. But it's one thing to do and it's one thing to stick with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can sit here and we can go on social media and post on how I'm not gonna let people do this to me no more or how I'm gonna do this next year or whoever you was you know we could sit, post all the memes we could post all the sayings but to me it don't really benefit anyone if you don't continue living what you claim you want to do you know what I'm saying so I really don't fall for the hype too much of the new year thing and writing resolutions because I just feel like 2020 for me is gonna be the action year What I mean by action year, I mean like actually acting on things I want to do. I feel like after a while, I get tired of talking about it. I get tired of, you know, explaining how I want to do this or, you know, having conversations with people. Oh, let's do this. Oh, let's do that. Because eventually it just gets tiresome for me. I feel like I'm tired of moving my mouth and explaining and expressing and, you know, trying to collaborate with, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Because eventually, I feel like if you want to do something, you're just going to do it. You feel what I'm saying? You're not going to keep talking about it. Because, again, people will sit here and listen, but then it's kind of like, okay, well, you said this before. So when you going to actually put forth what you're going to do? And that's just my whole model with anything in life. Like, you could keep talking about something and talking about something and talking about something, but you actually have to, like, put forth what you're gonna do like what are you going to get out of the situation so with all that being said you know I appreciate the memes I appreciate the posts that I see throughout social media that I see wherever you post these things at but I just feel like let 2020 be the year of the action like to, to be honest with you guys no one really cares less if you decide to do whatever it is that you your heart desires as long as you're doing it people after a while want to see action they don't want to hear words because again actions speak louder than words so if whatever your goals is for 2020 just go out there and do it nobody needs to know because truthfully nobody really cares i mean if it's something for you to do to express yourself then that's great but again like 
if this is for you, then let it be for you. Don't let it be for the world to be like, oh, well, didn't she say she was going to lose 20 pounds? Or didn't he say he going to stop doing fuckboy shit, but he's still doing it? You know what I'm saying? So just, I feel like, live your life and be the best you for you, not for social media purposes. But that's a whole nother conversation. So with that being said, I want to first, before I get into some of the topics, Let's talk about how grateful I am for my podcast. Since this is my last podcast of the year, I like to thank all my listeners. I like to thank everybody who subscribe. I like to thank everybody who takes out 20 to 30 minutes of their day, depending on how long the podcast may be, to listen, to give feedback. When I first started this podcast, I didn't know what to expect. I was in Vegas and I was like, oh, let's do a podcast. I met some people out there and I was able to get on their podcast and I just love the energy. I love the feedback. I love, I guess, conversing about just different topics and just enjoying life with different opinions. You know what I'm saying? So I guess it made me even want to do it more. And after I realized it made me happy, this is how Plus Size Vixen Podcast came about. Now, I'm not going to lie, throughout, I think we're like almost on show number I think we're almost on 30 shows. I was like structured at one minute, then I got unstructured, then I was filtered, then I was unfiltered. I even added a co-host at times just to get another perspective. But I just appreciate everyone who just takes time out to listen, to subscribe, to give me feedback because that's I'm all about constructive criticism. I'm all about people telling me stuff so I can figure out how to be better, how to grow. So, I just want to thank everybody for everything, especially listening. My podcast went from Anchor to Spotify to Google. I think I'm on at least nine other platforms. So, if you don't hear me on this, you will definitely hear me on other stuff if you subscribe to it. So, that's even amazing to find out, too. Like, Anchor took me from their platform and put me on other platforms so I just enjoy the fact that that so I also like to even thank Anchor for taking my podcast and you know distributing it to other podcasts so I can have other listeners and when I see the results of the listeners I'm like wow people are really listening to me you know it it, it brings some joy to me because maybe what I'm saying somebody needs to hear you know it might not be for everybody but somebody might need to hear it and I'm thankful for that another thing I wanted to talk about was (laughs) I have um through the beginning of the year I started a grateful note jar so basically in this jar I monthly or bi-monthly or tri-monthly, I tried my best to keep it up, was write little grateful notes. I wrote notes about what I'm grateful for. I wrote notes about my growth. I wrote notes about anything I could think of. So definitely the first podcast of this year, I will open up this mason jar and I definitely want to read the notes I wrote in here. So y'all going to get some insight on some things about me. I'm not too sure what's in here. Hopefully it's some good stuff that I can share with you guys about how I think I've grown or what I'm grateful for. So I'm excited. I feel like this is my New Year's gift. We're going to see if, you know, some of the, if there's some good stuff in here. So what I do want to talk about 
in this podcast since it is the last podcast is some topics and I want to focus on my dating life in 2019 since it's coming to an end. I can honestly say dating in 2019 wasn't as bad as I thought. Now, like I said in other podcasts, I've been single for a couple of years and of course it was by choice because I feel like at that time I felt like when you're in a relationship you focus a lot of your time on the other person that you take away from yourself and I felt like it was time for me to really do me it was time for me to focus on my life what I wanted out of life where I want to be in life and without having too much to worry about making sure somebody else is good making sure somebody else is happy making sure somebody else is satisfied and xyz so when I decided to branch out and start dating this year I was really, really excited about it and nervous at the same time. Because I'm like, oh God, what the hell? (laughs) What the hell is going to happen? Is this going to be good? Is this going to be bad? But I can honestly say it wasn't horrible. I honestly enjoyed dating in 2019. I honestly enjoyed meeting new people and going out and having a good time. And even though I might not 100% still be in contact with every person I dated, just the experience, just the stepping out of my shell and actually conversing with people and going out on dates and sharing food and jokes, whatever we did, it was like, it felt good. It felt like, okay, so we can try this again. You know, we can step out on faith and, you know, trust that maybe everyone I talk to, didn't a hundred percent work out but just to, to have the experience to have the stories to have those moments it was fulfilling now again I'm still single but I'm also still dating which I appreciate because again I feel like especially growing up in urban areas we really don't learn how to date most of us sometimes fall into the high school sweetheart love or we fall into the I guess love after high school, whatever it is, the, the roundaway girl, the roundaway boy, and we kind of set up shop and set up families quick, and now we're, that's it, that's in all, in all, like, that's our lives, and, you know, right, right, wrong, or indifferent, like, you know, you don't really get a chance to experience too much of dating, because now you grow with that person that you're with not saying you can't date with that person but nine times out of ten that usually don't happen so I'm just happy to be from where I'm from and to get a chance to experience dating because you know if I talk to a couple of people from where I live they'd be like oh I never dated before I really never went out on dates so it's just good to know that I was able to get that experience so it definitely was it definitely was interesting. I could say that much. 2020, I mean, 2019 dating was definitely interesting. I even kind of smile when I say that because it really was. But for 2020, I will continue to date. I will continue to see what I like and don't like and what I really want to be around and what I want in my life because I feel like that's important. But I feel like I'm not going to rush or force myself to be in a relationship because I'm not one of them people who feel like, oh, I need to be with somebody because I don't want to be alone. I've never been that kind of person. So I feel like I just need to figure out what works for me and we can take it from there. Um, 
I guess that's about it on the whole dating situation for 2019. Um, some other things I definitely want to focus on in 2020 is expanding my brand. Um, Plus Size Vixen is not just the name of my podcast, but it is the name of my brand. And basically it all started because I just became a body positivity advocate. I mean, growing up the most, a good chunk of my life, I was always overweight or plus size, big, fat, whatever you want to consider it, thick, whatever. And I felt like sometimes growing up in a society where you don't see images of you, everybody's skinny, everybody's small, everybody's whatever, you tend to not love who you are because you want to look like the girls on social media. You want to look like the girls on the video. You know, you never want to look like you because you don't see nobody who look like you. And even if you do see somebody who looks like you, the problem falls is that guys supposedly don't like that so again it's kind of like oh so I guess I'm not pretty and I guess that bothered me especially as getting older and seeing young girls who might not be skinny or might not be small feel like they're not pretty enough or they're not cute enough because they're a certain size I was like oh no we can't have this I so that's why Plus Size Vixen came about. It's a body positive advocate brand. It's more than just a brand, it's a lifestyle. I want women, I want girls, whoever, to love who they are, the size they are, because I want people to understand being small doesn't mean you're pretty. Neither does being big. But with that being said, I just want you to understand that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I don't care what nobody else thinks around you. I want you to know that you're beautiful regardlessly. So that's what I'm selling. When I say, you know, I'm not just selling you a t-shirt. I'm selling you, hey, let's love ourselves. Let's be confident in our skin. Because honestly, what men like is confidence. If you're not confident and you're one of them Debbie Downers and you're always like, oh, I'm so this, no, I'm so that... That's eternal because no man wants a woman to about their look, about their body. Like, that's eternal. So, again, you need to be confident in the skin you're in and love who you are. Because if you want somebody to love you, you got to love you first. You can't expect a man or woman to love you if you don't love you. So, that's what I'm selling. So, when you hear Plus Size Vixen, don't just think... Oh, it's a big girl line. Oh, this is for just big girls. No. This is for women to embrace their curves, embrace their bodies, embrace their skin, embrace their complexion, embrace every pimple, scratch mark. Like, I want you to love you from head to toe. Do you feel me? <laughs> so, my shirts that say, I don't come in your size. My shirts that say, oh, she's thick, thick. Or my new shirts that say thick girls run the world. Yes, I am coming through for you guys. And better yet, drum roll please. Oh, see, I like the way I roll my tongue. (laughs) But on a serious note, Plus Size Vixen has got lingerie. Who said a big girl can't wear lingerie? Who? Who gonna check me, boo? Nobody. Yes, we got some lingerie pieces and I am so excited. I feel like I'm doing so much work right now because I'm trying to get a little pop-up shop going so ladies can actually come and feel the material. 
see what they like. I just don't want to sell this through social media or through a text. I want you to come and interact with other women that's your size, smaller or bigger. I want you to interact with me, your plus size vixen. I want you to touch the stuff. I want you to feel sexy. I want you to know what sexy is about, boo. I'm not playing. I'm about to give you your whole life back. Whatever doubt, whatever little negativity, whatever sits on your shoulder that tell you you don't look good enough, you ain't pretty enough, you ain't small enough, I'm here to knock that right off your shoulder and be like, bitch, please. Do you see all that? Girl, you ain't a snack. Use a whole meal. And you won't give him something to eat and he won't be hungry for his days to come. Do you hear me? <laughs> no, but I'm serious though. Like we definitely have lingerie and uh, I'm hoping to have a photo shoot within the next two weeks because we about to give y'all y'all lives back. Y'all sitting here thinking that you ain't this, you ain't that because you plus size girl. Stop. Girl, you is the meal. You is the drink. You is everything. Girl, we about to get your whole life. So, with that being said, definitely stay tuned to that. I'm trying to do a definite a pop-up shop in February because I want people to get ready for Valentine's Day. Those who have a meal, those who don't got a meal, or those who just want to be sexy for themselves and one day take a nice good long shower and put on lingerie and sip wine and listen boo you gotta date yourself sometimes you gotta make love to yourself sometimes because if you don't know how to make love to yourself you can't expect a man to do it i'm let's just keep it 100 right now you can't expect a man to come lay it down if you don't know what you like or you don't know what you need or you don't know what's gonna get you to climax so you might need that night or that lingerie that good old drink to figure out your own body because the problem is we want men to please us and we don't know how to please ourselves. So a man can't come do a job that you don't even know how to do. That's just food for thought. <laughs> Moving on to the next topic. So the other thing that I wanted people to focus on with Tiffany Tiffany is that um Don't be option number two. What I mean by that is you have to be number one or it's nothing. It sucks because sometimes we live in a world where you feel like just to have something is better than nothing, but that's not okay. That's not the behavior I want us women to take into 2020. I want you to be everything, no matter in every aspect of your life. I'm not just talking about relationships. I'm talking about everything in your life. Number two is not okay to nothing. Number one or nothing at all. So definitely do some self-reflection. If you feel like you're an option, you need to reevaluate your situation. And it's sad because sometimes an option feels like a priority, but it's really not. So I don't want you to get priority and option confused. An option is plan B. A priority is A. It always comes first. So reevaluate your life and make sure you're no one's option. You're a priority. Again, I know it's easier said than done, but we definitely need to focus on that. No more being number two. Number one, well, that's it. I mean, because I feel like sometimes in life, we set ourselves up to be hurt. 
And what I mean by that is, like, we want so many things so bad that just having a little piece of attention is better than no attention. And no, and I'm talking about everything in life. Like, I'm, the reason I keep saying that is because people automatically assume that just means relationships. No, I'm talking about everything. You should not be okay with being an option in any parts of your life. Like, you, like for instance, with family. They should not only know you when they need something, but any other time they don't know you. That's being an option. Uh, in at job at work, you're not considered until someone needs the numbers to look good. So now let's go to you because you're Plan B. I just feel like it's time for 2020 to be a reevaluation of what you want for yourself and how can you grow. And sometimes being an option will not help you grow because you will always be overlooked until you are needed for something. So again, stop being an option, be a priority. Priority is options are not. So next topic, body and health. So I've been reading articles and sometimes reading can be a good and bad thing. Let me tell you why. You read because you want to gain the knowledge, you want to know something, you want to be fulfilled, you want to have purpose of living, of life, you know, you want anything you can get out of reading something. But you ever feel like you read some stuff and you be like, what the hell is this? So I read an article about 100 foods, you heard me right, 100 foods to stay away from. And what jacked me up is because since I'm on this whole health kick, it said not to have protein bars. And granola bars and cream and the coffee. Now, these are just three of the foods that stood out to me out of 100 because it was a lot. And I was like, well, god damn, I love me a good protein bar because you know, I decided to go more vegetarian, which I'm still working on. I'm more of a pescatarian or anything because I do love my seafood. And I sit here and say to myself, like, well, damn, I thought granola bars was healthy. It said that you're getting this much protein. Da 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 da. They broke it down. It was hypnosis. You'll be better off. I'm so sorry. You'll be better off getting pure protein than having a protein bar. I was like, well, damn. I'm jacking up. Even with granola bars. Let me tell y'all something. When I always wanted a good healthy snack, (laughs) I thought granola bars was hitting. I thought granola bars would be a good thing to have. They like, nope. With all the loaded sugars and this and that. And I'm like, oh, this is so depressing. But what really took the cake was my creamer for my coffee. Now, I don't know if y'all listeners know, but coffee makes me happy. Coffee brings me a sense of joy. So I wake up in the morning and have a good cup of joe. And I'm not just talking about black coffee because I've never been a fan of black coffee. The only time I would drink black coffee, unless it's a Jamaican black coffee, Blue Mountain black coffee. If it ain't Jamaican or maybe even Colombian, I'm not drinking black coffee. But And I ain't even going to lie, sometimes I still add a little cream to it. But they claim the fats come from adding the cream and the sugars. They even said Splenda is no good for you. And that broke my heart because I gave up on the white sugar to go to the damn Splenda. Thinking it was healthier, and they took about this not even no good. The aspartame, and I was like, God damn it, what can I do? 
do. I need my cafe con leche. You don't understand. So now I'm trying to think of alternate things to do for that. Now I thought about the whole fruits and nuts thing for snacks, which is not such a bad idea. But I don't know what I'm gonna do about this coffee though. Cause um honey, we gonna have to add some almond milk or some brown sugar or something. It's gonna have to be a little bit flavorful for me to drink it. Like drinking a cup of black coffee ain't it is that doesn't make me feel happy. That makes me angry because if you ever went to a drive a drive through like a McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts, you know everybody sell coffee nowadays. And he jacked up your coffee. And then it happens. Why does it always happen? Once you pull off, you like halfway to your destination, whether it be work or whatever. And you go sip this coffee and that shit is nasty. And you just, it felt like that just ruined your whole day. You be like, who in the hell taught this person to make coffee? What is it? And then you, and then you looking for the stirrer. You thinking maybe because you got to stir it up or you pull to the side and shake it a little bit. So, and that still don't work. That's the worst experience ever. <laughs> I mean, for my coffee drinkers, they would definitely understand. But that's the worst experience ever. Like, I almost caught a full-on heart attack for having bad cups of coffee that I really want to turn back around and curse out the person at the window and be like, who the hell made this? I'm going to need them to take some classes or some trainings on how to make a good cup of coffee because you don't play people's coffee in the morning. That's it. And if that's the case, I'd rather y'all give me the cream and the sugar and I'll mix up my own stuff because it can't be this damn hard. Just saying. But, um... Yes, so we definitely have to find healthier options. Also, let me let y'all know too. I know a lot of people sometimes don't have time to meal prep. And I'm a fan of meal prepping because it saves you money, it saves you time, and you can get a healthier meal. Now again, I don't know everyone's schedule, but we will forever be busy as people, right or wrong. We always got something to do, always busy. But you definitely should make time to eat healthier. There's nothing wrong with cooking on a Sunday morning or even a Sunday afternoon. Pull out your bowls and put your food in your bowls and stack it up for during the week. And if you can't do a Sunday, then Saturday. You know, Sunday, you know, sometimes people cook Sunday dinner. So even if you got to cook your Sunday dinner on a Saturday to pack up your bowls from Monday through Friday, I prefer you do that. Because sometimes when we go to these stores to buy foods, a lot of them don't be healthy foods. Like, for example, I used to do frozen dinners, like smart ones and all the healthy ones you could think of. But what I failed to realize in order to preserve these foods they're packed with salt when your food has 500 milligrams of salt or more that is a no-no especially when i meet a lot of people who don't drink water if you're not drinking water daily and you have a whole bunch of salt content in your food you need to reevaluate some things because that's not good for you and especially being african-american or moorish american or whatever you identify yourself as, other than Caucasian, uh, high blood pressure is real in our community. Diabetes is real in our community. We are most of the time the leading race to have these things. And I just want people to understand that, you know, I know some people are like, oh, well, we're going to die anyway, or oh, 
no, 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 no. That's a negative way of thinking, number one. And number two, if you can do something different, let's do something different. Because in order for you to change, a habit takes, is it what they say? Three weeks for a habit to change. So you just have to do something for 21 days in order for it to be effective. I'm even going to double check the double check that to make sure I'm right. But it takes 21 days for you to change a habit. So I want you to be mindful and say to yourself, hey, this is this is a no-no. So if you do frozen dinners, please look at the back of those dinners. Please read the nutrition facts. And if these things are saying 500 or more milligrams and these no then you'll be better off cooking your own food like i know it's more convenient because you could just pop it in the microwave dinner but let's be honest too sometimes these tv dinners don't be that tasteful you ever want them a tv dinner and it was so frozen and by the time it thaw out and heat up it still feel like you added stuff to it and mind you they put all the salt in it but you don't taste none of that. So now you're looking for salt, pepper, and hot sauce, and all the seasons. So instead of doing all that, you might as well be better off cooking your own meals. So definitely look into that. Um, What else about health? What else about Oh, okay. Ladies, this is definitely for the ladies. I've been reading a book, and it's called Everything Below the Waist. And it's been very interesting how I've been learning about the anatomy of the vagina, the uterus, and fibroids, and HPV, and cervical cancer, and how often you should get your annual pap smears. Since the new year is coming, and most of us are preparing to get our annual sooner or later, please start asking your doctor some questions. Please start asking your doctor questions that refers to your vagina about daily hygiene because i'm learning that a lot of women should not be using soap down there you should be asking about certain foods you eat because how sometimes certain foods you eat can produce some some of the chemicals and smells that come from down there how often you should be going to the doctor to get a pap smear how you should wipe the reason why i'm saying that is because I have been told by some women they wipe back to front where I thought it was front to back. So again, ask your doctor the correct way of wiping. Um, also, after having sex, is it necessary to douche? You know, I know some doctors are against that, but is it okay to use the vinegar and water? You can make that yourself. Because I'm not telling nobody to dish with no floral, sweet rain, none of that stuff. Because that's not necessary because your vagina will never smell like that. But I'm saying, is it okay to dish after sex? Because again, we're, inter- we're internal men are external. So if you're having sex, whether it's protected or not, it still sometimes holds a smell. So maybe asking your doctor some ways to get that sex smell or that smell off of you so is it okay to use vinegar and water and to understand more about cervical cancer a lot of us skip the age to get the Gardasil is it Gardasil shot I think the shot for HPV because I think it starts off like you got to get three shots at the age of 11 
men and women up until I think you have until before 18 and if you don't get it before then is it 18 or 25 I'm, I'm not knowing the facts but I know it's before your 20s if you don't get these three shots as you're kind of out and chances of you having a past marriage and it becoming abnormal to having abnormal cells and they want to clip the cervix to see further testing so ask your doctors these questions especially your gynecologist you need to know your anatomy a little bit better especially for women who have heavy cramps sometimes especially african-american women we have heavy cramps because we have fibroids a lot of this because they feel like it's too small but your cramps be unbearable monthly. So see what other option. Now, of course, I know one option they'll tell you is birth control. For some people, birth control could be a hit. Some people, birth control could be a miss. And we know why? Because birth control either causes other problems. Weight gain, hair loss. You don't remember to take it. So, so let's start digging in. Let's start basically being more aware of our health and what we can do to remain healthy. Because I met other women from other races who don't go to the gynecologist as much as a lot of my African-American friends. They, You know, I've been told some women said they go once every three years, once every five years. And I know a lot of African-American women who go get a yearly, I mean, a, a pap me yearly. So that's just some of the questions to definitely keep in mind when as the new year comes and approaching, it's about your health. Lastly, I think I want to talk about is, um, I just had to have the tip of my tongue. Um, just loving yourself. I think that's how I'm going to end. Loving yourself because I guess like with, in correlation to dating, in correlation to new year, new me, I feel like, you know, sometimes I joke around and be like, oh, I would love to be married. And, you know, I think I believe every woman wants to be married at one, at some point in their life. But I feel like in order for you to think about marriage and everlasting love, you have to definitely love yourself. Because once you understand yourself and love yourself, I feel like the right man will come into your life who you need to make that happen that marriage happen now not only loving yourself but understanding yourself see I think through my journey of being single I learned a lot about myself I learned that I had control issues I learned that I sometimes wanted to be by myself like a loner and then I want you to be next to me I learned that I'm spoiled (laughs) I learned that um I love doing for others. I love that, you know, sometimes I want to be surprised by my significant other. Like, I, you know, I guess I don't want to always tell somebody what I need, but I kind of want them to know. So that could be a bad and good thing because I could tell you, but I want you to remember. Maybe that's better. Like, so if you surprise me, it's kind of like... For example, I love sunflowers. So if I'm telling you something I love and then you surprise me with it, it shows me you're paying attention. Um, I can go on and on and on, but this isn't about me. So um, just learning to love yourself, learning to understand that um, what's for you is for you. And that in order to be great in this life, you have to respect that things is going to be some good and bad days. And it's not what you go through, it's how you go through it. 
because unfortunately a lot of things are not in our control and one thing I kept saying within this year is what can I control and what can I control what can I control what can I control and maybe we need to write it down and remember you can't control the weather you can't control time you can't control other people's reactions you can't control Oh my God, the list can go on and on and on. But what you can control is yourself. What you can control is how you react. What you can control is how you use your time. What you can control is how you feel. So once you realize what you can control, some of life adversities might finally be more flowing instead of all over the place. Because, you know, I just want people to understand as the new year comes and as many great things you have for the new year, You just have to learn the simple things in life. Once you got the simple things in life down, like loving yourself, understanding yourself, appreciating gratitude, being thankful, I don't think it will be so difficult to maneuver through those adversities. And I truly believe these adversities come because it makes us, it can either make us or break us. And my question is, you should be able to get shooken, but you shouldn't fall apart. Like, things should come in your life to shake you up, but it shouldn't break you down. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, I truly love you all. It was a great experience this year. It was wonderful. I hope you continue to listen to my podcast. I'm thinking about some new things to do with my podcast. So, I've been listening to other podcasts. I've been writing stuff down, and I've been listening to the feedback. I just want 2020 to be your year, and if this is your year, let it be your action year. Live out what you want to live out, act how you want to act, but just know, you are in control of you, no one else. I feel like Dawn Cornelius now, love, peace, soul, continue to enjoy you guys. Happy New Year!